Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You can often be at the height of certain things that you're going through. Like people will be applauding you and people will be saying you are achieving so, so much and yet be simultaneously at the lowest of the low there is such beauty in knowing i am equipping myself not just for the nourishment of me but the nourishment of those who naturally receive what flows from me the amount of information that we are exposed to in this generation is too much if Mm -hmm. you do not have the compassion for yourself to even acknowledge i'm empty you'll never go and get what it is that you need and i think a lot of us are in relationships with people and we haven't experienced the true intimacy of sisterhood because we are yet to admit that we are empty and we need someone to fill us up most people don't get what they deserve people get what they fight for Mm. and happiness and joy is something that i'm learning i have to fight for so good hello and welcome to the to my sisters podcast i'm renee and i'm courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the to my sisters podcast now we are all about promoting the wellness growth and development of a community of sisters across the world and in today's conversation we are going to be talking about mental health because it's so important literally this episode was actually meant to be about something else according to our season planning yeah however it was just on my heart this morning it's this season we 100 like when it comes to being in the winter you told me that it was like blue monday yeah blue monday on the 15th um, on the 15th of january the saddest day of the year apparently with the winter seasonal affective disorder depression anxiety mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on the rise i thought it'd be really good to talk to the sisters who may be feeling a little bit down and blue little bit blue, um, and to talk about our experiences of mental health as well as how on your glowing and growing journey you can contend with sometimes the inevitable feelings yeah. of doubt um just sad and down moods that we don't often talk about i think mental health is becoming less of a taboo topic however as we are trying to you know become the most amazing versions of ourselves sometimes we can neglect how important it is and how true those emotions actually are so we're going to be touching from depression to anxiety to just general worry and sadness and hopefully it blesses you guys who are listening fingers crossed and also just two things trigger warning um we may you know touch on quite sensitive topics Topics, whether it be talking about clinical depression, yeah. potentially suicide, and we just want to make sure that you are in the best frame of mind when you are listening to this episode. For so sure. if you feel that you do need to kind of take some time away or this may not be the episode for you, then do feel free to click off sis. That is all good. And the next is we are not clinical psychologists, we None are not therapists. <laughs> but you know where you can get therapy from? better help honestly better help it has been one of our long standing partners here at the podcast and if you want um therapy by you know 
accredited professionals, accredited professionals. Okay, psychologists and clinicians, then you definitely can click on the link in our description as well as in the show notes over yeah. on podcast streaming platforms to get some money off therapy with BetterHelp. I have personally used BetterHelp. We yep. have both used yep. BetterHelp and we've really enjoyed our experience. You can pick the therapist. This episode is not sponsored, it's not. Uh, but it is an affiliate link. So, you know, if you click it, we do get some kickback, but we would not promote anything we have not used and yeah. we do not like. Yeah. And so BetterHelp has been amazing because we were able to choose the therapist who we worked with. We were able to change them according to your needs. And there's a wide range of people. And also it's more a therapy, it's more affordable than traditional therapy as mm-hmm. well. So if you want to check that out, the link is down below for you to, you know, see if you want a bit more extra help and guidance on this journey as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, before we get into the actual main episode, oh, we have some housekeeping we announcements. Have some housekeeping announcements, which so many people have been looking forward been to. Sisters in South Africa. Hey. hey. I know you guys been tired. <laughs> the live show is finally happening. We have arrived. <laughs> TMS Live in South Africa is going to be happening. What's the date? the 8th of february on february 8th <laughs> as you can tell i'm not clued into many things <laughs> she was like where we gotta show up where, where is it happening again? where is it happening february 8th literally we are going to be in south africa hosting a live show with you girls it has been a long time in the making and we're long so grateful to our partners over at sorted chalet for making sure this actually happened sure. we wanted to touch base with more than just the girls who are coming on the trip to south africa with us but with you amazing ladies who have supported us and are constantly making noise for us sharing the podcast and so we wanted to hug you meet you speak see with you, you in see real you. life we know yeah. that the south african sisters stand up every time they're called we that roll call goes out we see the <laughs> Flags, we yeah. see everything and we love, love, love it. I can't believe it's literally now 2024 February. Yeah. When we mapped this out and we said, Oh, we're coming to South Africa in February 2024, we Man. thought it was something projected Way so away. in advance. And now we're literally like two weeks away, which is insane. It's crazy. So for all of you sisters, listen, don't sleep on the job. <laughs> if there's one thing about TMS events, is they are few and far between. Yeah. Kind of like fairy dust. <laughs> and you don't want to be that person that lost out. Oh, fairy dust job. So the show will be hosted over at the Maslow Hotel. Yes. It will be in the afternoon and it will be held in Johannesburg. Woo, 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 so woo, ladies, woo. if you know what's good for you, don't just come alone. Bring a sister. Bring a sister. Which brings us to talk about tickets. Mm-hmm. So tickets are going live tomorrow, which is Monday the 20th second i believe of january okay at 10 a.m gmt which is uk time now i don't know what time that is in 12 12, 12 p.m so lunch time you guys should even be on your lunch you, you guys should lunch exactly break. lunch break there we go but in true tms fashion it is going out to the mailing list girlies first, first. okay they're going to have a whole 24 hours to whip up those tickets yep. before we do a general release on tuesday 10 a.m gmt 12 p.m south african time okay so if you want to get the earliest first access to these tickets you're going to need to sign up to the to my sisters mailing list now there are some sisters who already registered their interest do not worry we are going to reserve some tickets to the side for you guys because you have been rocking with us since we announced this thing before there was even details or confirmation and so you will get your ticket as well please pay attention to your inbox though because you'll get that information when the early well the early release per you know the first exclusive release happens and so sign up to the mailing list if you want to be a part of that first 
first release. We're going to release all the tickets. Yep. If no... the mailing list girls get it first, they get it first. Then they get it first. You know there will be works. no general release. That, <laughs> nah. that releasing for the general. Don't know, don't know what to tell you. Seems like everyone's an early bird. <laughs> <laughs> don't be embarrassing now. For real. But on Tuesday, there will be a general release of the remaining tickets that the girls on the mailing list did not whip up. Absolutely. And you can get yourself a ticket for yourself. And you can also bring a sister at a discounted rate. So if you get two tickets to come with a friend, come with your sister, whatever, you can get a bit of a, you can make some savings. A little Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. sisters, please. Come and enjoy with us. This is the first time that both myself and Courtney have been to South Africa. Ever. We're so excited. You have to show us a yes. good time. You have to show up and show us a good time. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to bring back to the UK girlies? Like, we've now been to the States. We've now been to the UK. It is only right for us to touch South Africa. And Facts. we want you. We want to be able to say it was the best one. A thousand percent. So Don't the game fight us, is though, now the UK on. And US <laughs> Don't fight us. Don't fight. The game is now on. And if you want to know how to sign up to our mailing list before the exclusive release uh you can head to our website to my sisters.com literally put in your email and you will be signed up to the mailing list and like we said you'll be the first to receive news about the tickets going live to be able to access that there we go and then everybody else will be on tuesday there you go how great it is to be exclusive love it for the sisters <laughs> fomo in the building FOMO in the building so yes tms live in south africa I cannot believe we're going to south africa insane. to do anything that do you know how insane that <laughs> let is? alone have a show Jeez. God is actually so so Hallelujah. good. Hallelujah! Ah, so yeah, set your alarms for Monday and Tuesday. Um, any other housekeeping stuff? No, I think we're all. I good. don't think so. Well, let's get into the ding 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 dilemma because somebody is in need of help. Child, <laughs> they always in need. I want more for my sisters. Hey sisters, Yay. I hope you're both well and staying warm during these tough times. You have to, you oh, see us wearing this jumper trying, today, man. child, it's cold outside. <laughs> of course, I wanted to thank you both for everything that you do. It's changing the lives of many and I wish for nothing but success for you over the next year. My dilemma is one many of us can probably relate to mm -hmm. living in a city like myself, London. I'm 22 years old and mm -hmm. I am finishing my final year at university. Mm -hmm. Recently, I have been struggling to define how I envision my life for the future career-wise. Mm -hmm. As my university years have progressed, I have seen many of my peers strive for top jobs in big corporate firms. Mm -hmm. And I have found myself to be doing the same despite not really knowing if this is what I even want for myself. I spent a year in a corporate firm to which it had its pros and cons, yeah. but I mostly didn't really enjoy the lifestyle it provided for me. And like with most big companies the big benefit is the salary mm. on one hand having a sustainable income is incredibly important to me especially in these times but on the other hand I feel quite discouraged at the fact that my main entry route into this income mm. is through slaving away at the corporate world mm. if money were no issue I would love to work on social enterprise projects which allow me to travel whilst doing things which I feel like would really make a difference to mm. those in the world but many of these roles are not paid very well and also coming from an ethnic minority family not largely respected yeah. I would love to hear your advice on how best to navigate trying to decide for a career which is fulfilling whilst also acknowledging the importance of 
having a sustainable income in these hard economic times. Thank you once again, a young sis. Kiss, 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 kiss. Kiss, 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 bye, right back to you. <laughs> I really do like this dilemma. I think quite a few people can resonate in 100%. trying to marry, you know, passion with actually making a sustainable with living. Pay. Passion with pay. And it reminds me of the conversation we had way back when. Like about, episode three. Oh my gosh, just giving <laughs> throwback to my sisters. <laughs> my gosh yonkers back <laughs> but <laughs> for real but um first of all i love your outlook on life sis i love the fact that you're considering what are my options as it pertains to my career mm. what are the things that are important to me especially quite early on i would definitely say don't get too um bogged down in terms of the life cycle or lifespan of your career mm. at this particular point because i think sometimes we can plan too far in advance that we become very rigid in some of the mm. plans that we start to implement so good i think it's good to consider your next three five ten years and then after that or kind of in the midst of that start to recuperate start to think about okay where do i really want to go um i know that corporate jobs get a very very bad rep and you know quintessential i started with a corporate job i hated it mm. or quintessential um i feel like i'm slaving away i'm not doing anything of purpose mm. i think it's good that you've had the experience and i think it's good that you're starting to ascertain what makes sense for you in terms of what a fulfilling role looks like yeah. for you and I think it's also good that at least you do have the experience of working in a corporate environment just because they tend to be a lot higher pressured, just because they tend to be a lot more demanding. And just because in terms of social and kind of labor currency in the market right now, it's actually pretty good to say that you've worked at an organization mm. doing X, Y, Z. It's, it's, it's the world that we live in kind of sucks, but that kind of thing can be useful and can be used as leverage in other conversations Facts. and other areas. I think that when it comes to thinking about moving into a more purpose-filled organization, really defining what does that purpose look like mm. for you. So you mentioned social enterprise. As somebody that's worked in the social enterprise sector, it's very, very broad. Yeah. So what kind of impact do you want to see in the world? What kind of organization do you want to work with? Is it social impact around climate change? Is it social impact around supporting underrepresented folks? Is it impact around health um, outcomes? What is the type of change that you want to see in the world? And then how is it that working in a social enterprise will enable you to do that? I think is a really, really important thing to do. And it might be worth just experimenting, going and working with a whole host of different kind of social enterprise companies, if that's mm. something that you're interested in, um, or even kind of not necessarily volunteering, but there's programs out there that can give you a taste of what it feels like to be in the social enterprise mm. sector to really know if it's something that you want to aspire to or yeah. work in. Um, so I definitely encourage you to experiment you're in a really good phase in your phase in your life right now and in your career where you have license to experiment yeah. and i think for most people up until around i mean you can change your career whenever but i'm assuming that you have less responsibilities i'm assuming that you have um less things on your plate right now that mm. will prevent you from you know experimenting with your career so i definitely encourage you to experiment quite a lot with the kind yeah. of organizations the companies that you're working with how you find in, like doing impactful work and then broadening that out right it doesn't necessarily have to be just your career like your main job where you're enacting social impact it could be you know you could you know work a corporate job mm -hmm. or work something that's slightly less 
soul destroying as what you're currently <laughs> doing um, and doing social impact on the side. You yeah. know, it might look like you being an entrepreneur. It might look like you being involved on a part-time basis in something else, but just experimenting and exploring, what does that look like for you? Because sometimes the impact that you desire to have with your work doesn't necessarily come through your career, mm. like straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, I would also say, don't worry if it takes several iterations of your experience to find what works for you. I think sometimes we feel like we enter into the job, the, the industry or the labor market, we have to find that role. Yeah. We have from to find that one from the jump. You know, I have to have, I need to be super vocational from the jump. And right now you have license to chill and just like, okay, what makes sense mm -hmm. for me? I hear you in terms of the pay. Mm -hmm. However, what I would say is don't allow yourself to be a slave to pay yeah. either. It's one thing to be a slave to a corporate job, but it's also another thing to be a slave to pay. Mm. And oftentimes it's through making very risky decisions that the biggest reward pays off. I think a lot of people are only in corporate jobs because of the money. Mm -hmm. And whilst money is legitimate, it won't be the thing that will keep you there forever. That's Do you know what I mean? Good. So it's very, very important to think about, okay, the money is important, but what does that figure look like for mm. me? You mentioned lifestyle, right? You're still like relatively long, 22. What does a good lifestyle look like for you at this particular time? It doesn't necessarily have to be the 100K, six figures or whatnot. It can be a, okay, we're starting at 25K or yeah. 30K or the national average for whatever country you're at. And then is there opportunities for progression? Or can I leverage taking a slightly lower wage now in order to make a higher wage in the future? So a good. lot of people in corporate industries, they start off corporate, work there for a couple of years or what whatnot, and then they move across to the social enterprise sector. Because they've got that leverage from the corporate staff, they get higher wages in yeah. that sector. So really experimenting, really exploring, what are some of the key routes that I can be taking? What are ways that I can experiment with my career right now mm. to be able to um, have a minimum lifestyle that I want right now, but also I'm allowing myself to build a better future for myself, not thinking that I need to reach my peak straight away. Mm. It's very, very rare. Listen, don't let the corporate um, lifestyle <laughs> catch you. I'm telling you. Yeah. All of that lifestyle inflation, all yeah, that kind of stuff. It's very real. It's okay to live a relatively simple life right now with aspirations for building in the future. You've got your whole career ahead of you. Literally, your people change their careers at 50 or... Literally. They change their Literally. careers at 50. Um, So I definitely encourage you to weigh out your options, explore. I know that it feels like especially coming from an ethnic minority background, I'm not going to presuppose poverty because a lot of people yeah, say, ah, a lot so of people true. say, uh, BAME or ethnic minority <laughs> or, you poor. know, I'm a little, yeah, poor. <laughs> it's just codified language to say mm. I'm poor. Yeah. Um, and I don't necessarily think that we should, you know, have Equate. the two, um, as, as linked, but if it is that you are worried about money because of particular, you, you know, coming from a marginalized background, I get that it can also feel like it's a constant struggle, like mm. a very present struggle. Trust me, I know as unfortunate as it is that in the UK, class stratification is a real thing. And everyone's like, oh, I'm working class, middle class, blah, blah, blah. As somebody that identifies ethnic minority background, working, working class, class background, I feel that. And then you also have, we call it the black tax. Mm. This whole idea of, okay, now that you're in a job, you now need to make sure that you are funding and yeah. supporting all other um, folks within your community, including your immediate family. Mm -hmm. I know that there are some very present issues that it seems like a high paying corporate job can fix. Ooh. 
Come on, speak it on is it. a band aid on a wound that will need to be stitched mm, up mm, by a mm. professional. Very temporary solution. Very temporary solution. And the thing about temporary solutions oh is my they God. often. If you continue to give <laughs> temporary solutions <laughs> to, to, to the, the poorest, poorest of the poor, <laughs> the poorest will that, become the poorest. Stop it. Do you have that sound? <laughs> sorry, sorry, but that's that the perfect sound. soundtrack to that this situation. Is the perf- <laughs> what temporary solution? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I've really because I've saved that sound. Continue to give temporary solutions. It is to well, the poorest of the poor. The poorest, the poorest the will poor. become the poorest. And continue to be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my gosh. Sorry, this is so tangential, but you know how I told you that I was uh, watching Wonka recently? Yes. I, have you watched it? Yes. You know when you say the word poor, one of the um <laughs> Sorry, guys. I don't want to give too many spoilers, but there's one like really bourgeoisie chocolatier that's part of the one car like community. And every time you say poor, he, he pretends to be sick. <laughs> he said that poor. I don't want to. I don't relate with that demographic. You know, people that have not oh. seen poverty. Oh, guys, if you've seen poverty. Anyways, I digress. One car Sis, social commentary. Exactly. Don't allow your present situations to dictate your um, future conditions. Yeah. Sometimes, listen, this is temporary. And sometimes it looks like taking a bit of a hitch now to the extent that you can. Mm. I know that this may not be a possibility yeah. for you. So again, this is your situation for you to decide. But if you can hold out for a little bit, it's better for you to take a couple risks and experiment now then find yourself as a slave to the system forever. This is the perfect opportunity for you to carve out, start to experiment, see what works for you right now, than, you know, have like 10, 15, 20 years in a career that you know that you don't like, but mm. you're just doing for the money. Um, money can open a whole host of wonderful jobs, yeah. um, opportunities and jobs and whatnot. But there is nothing like being able to get remuneration for work that you care about. And sometimes it does look like, you know, making sacrifices initially so that you can, you know, get them paid off later down the line. But it's better to make the sacrifice now than to sacrifice the entirety of your career. So good. So true. But CDB. Yeah, man. I completely agree. I completely agree. I think it's important to remember that the amount that you make isn't the solution to all of your problems as you were saying however I would say that in like you kept mentioning the economy that we are living in having a job that has some kind of financial stability would not be a bad way to start your career Mm -hmm, journey mm -hmm. I think if you found that firstly it's not everyone who can get into corporate it's not I think that's also something we can sometimes take for granted that we have these options available to us there are literally people praying and begging for the sort of opportunities you seem to have open to you now that shouldn't necessarily dictate how Mm -hmm. you move Mm -hmm. however it is a very huge privilege to be able to have access to this kind of job especially when the economic conditions we are living in makes jobs like that quite scarce absolutely um and so if you can do it and you think okay this is something maybe for one two three years of my life i'm going to do because i don't yet know what my next move will be Mm. then i would say take up this opportunity it has so many green flags the income the experience as well and i love that you mentioned that Mm. if you do want to work in the social impact field you may also still benefit from the skills which you might acquire working in a traditional corporate background Mm. 
Mm. And it's something that a lot of social impact companies, charities, organizations actually really benefit from. But also for yourself, it's very hard to do work when you are in need. It's mm. very, very hard. You can sometimes begin to disdain your mission and help, like hate the fact that you want to help people. Yeah. And I know that that seems very um, contradictory. However, it's a very real thing. It's easier to help the needy when you are not one. Yeah. And it's not to say that you it's impossible. However, I think if you are in a position where, okay, let me get myself... Firstly, let me acquire some skills. Let me get some money in my savings. Let me make sure that I am financially stable to mm. some extent now so that when I do get clarity on what I want my career to look like in the social impact space, mm. I am not too turned off by the fact that the salaries are low. And that will be the best kind of footing and foundation to be able to make the steps into the direction you want to be in. Yep. So if it is that you want to work in imp social impact and you've decided actually... I want to work for this particular organi organization, which is making incredible impact in the world, but I know that salaries are low. That's fine because I'm not that in need for mm. money. Mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. savings, I have investments, I have other things, whether it's businesses or whatever that are set up that can pay me as a supplement to the work that I am doing. Right. And all that I really need to do is sacrifice my time and my reward won't necessarily be the pay. It will be my satisfaction and my fulfillment. You will be in a far better place making that decision than to say, I really want to work in the social impact space, but I'm broke because yeah. then you're going to be, your life is going to be ruled by pay. It's going yeah. to be ruled by money. And so I think it's worth making this short-term sacrifice as an investment into yourself for the future and to be primed and positioned to make the change you want to see. You could also on this journey begin to realize that it actually takes money to see the change that you want to see in mm -hmm, the world. Mm -hmm. So it could be that you realize there are some mm. social causes which are really close to my heart. However, my position in um, bringing about change in those areas is as one who can supply funds and resources yeah, and I can so actually... True use some of the money that I'm making from my corporate job or from my from this walk of life to help other people who are already doing this work so it could look like philanthropy it could look like sponsoring work that's already being done it could be like sitting on boards and um, lending your knowledge to organizations as to how they can be more effective and impactful and so I think if this is a door that's open to you and you don't have clarity as to what the alternative would be right now mm -hmm. walk through this door mm -hmm and use all that it offers you to prime you for when you do have clarity as to what your ideal impactful career would look like. But in the meantime, acquire the resources, yeah. acquire the skills, the network, so-and-so that could help prepare you for that future. Um, it's very normal to think, I don't want to sell out my soul to the corporate yep. system. Uh, I think where people go wrong is they forget their mission. They forget why they went into it in the first place. Mm. And so if it is that you're telling yourself, I'm doing this so I can save, make sure you're actually saving mm. and like like you said, make sure that lifestyle creep doesn't creep up on you mm -hmm. and swallow all of your money to the point where you're like, ah, actually, I, I now am relying on the corporate system to keep me afloat. Mm. Um, and last thing, what you were saying about prestige. From what I have experienced, when people begin to see the change that you're making, they don't really care about your job title. They don't really care about whether you are, you know, at C-suite level of a company. They just like that you're making an impact and you're living very purposefully. And so I think sometimes you have to lay aside the desire for people to applaud you mm. and really 
make your priority the desire to change the world and if that is what you're setting your mission on close your eyes to what other people say oh I don't quite understand what you do I don't think what you do is that important I you're not a doctor you're not a lawyer that's not impressive Mm. okay it's not impressive to them because they have different ways of measuring success which are not your ways of measuring success and so find out what your measure of success is it might not be money it might not be prestige but it could be impact and it could be purpose and that is a worthy measure of how you spend your life and how you spend your time but you need to reconcile that in your heart and not be driven by people's opinion Mm. because people are always going to have an opinion about what it is you do and what it is they think that you should do but it is you that is living your life and so live it in the way that would make you proud um so that's what I would say on that that. yeah live it in a way that would make you proud sis because money isn't everything but oh it is something Hello, of the poor. So, girl, grind and make that money, but don't Jeez. lose your soul. You know, love that. Well, into the main episode, talking main. about mental health because it seems to be actually. You know how people are always like, oh, mental health is on the rise. Do you think that mental health and not even mental health, but like mm-hmm. mental health issues mm-hmm. are on the rise? I don't know. Well, I think they are increasing but i think a lot more people are reporting that they have mental health issues i think it's not a new thing but it's a new phenomenon for people to feel comfortable to say oh actually this thing i've been feeling yeah mental health yeah i'm in crisis or now that we have more language to be able to express ourselves and articulate okay i've identified this thing that i'm feeling or experiencing i can now attribute it to this new language that has been given to me yeah so i think it's a combination of both i think we're seeing the rise of like certain things like depression Mm. loneliness and i think that's definitely a long-lasting legacy of the pandemic Mm. but i think we're also seeing a high rise of people actually feeling comfortable enough or at least having the lexicon to be able to describe yeah I'm not okay. Yeah, and I I completely agree with that. I think it is that, thankfully, we now have the language and also, I guess, societally, we are more so open. Yeah. I wouldn't even say accepting, but more so open. Yeah. To having the conversation about the more common or less um less taboo things such as depression yeah, anxiety yeah. um i think there's still so much work to be done around clinical mental health issues so like your schizophrenia um bpds bipolar um yeah anorexia things like that yeah. i think there are still a lot of taboo fear and just ignorance surrounding those issues but i do think around like the anxiety social anxiety and Mm -hmm, stuff mm -hmm. we are being more clued up on what that means and how much more common it is than we originally thought yeah um so have you ever experienced what has been your experience with mental health mental health mental health it's been hard yeah it's been it's been hard i think for me i have definitely experienced bouts of depression yeah just spells where I cannot shake off this persistent sad feeling. And I think oftentimes I look back retrospectively because obviously growing up and when I was younger, I didn't have the language to be able to express myself. Mm. Emotions, I found it difficult to articulate my emotions, but mental (laughs) health, I really struggled because I didn't think it was a thing that was legitimate, especially Mm. within the confines of like my household, my community, my cultural um, upbringing mental health and not being well mentally that was just a sign of like there's something actually wrong wrong with you yeah 
and not necessarily, um, you know, something that people experience yeah. for a whole host of reasons. But yeah, definitely depressive um, episodes. Yeah. Definitely around periods of my life that were very intense. Definitely around traumatic experiences yeah. that I've had. Um, it's funny because you can often be at the height of certain things that you're going through. Like people will be applauding you and people will be saying you are achieving so, so much and yet be simultaneously at the lowest of the low. Say it again. I think of the times or for example, university, mm. people often think, oh, you're going to this really incredible university where you are surrounded by the most incredible minds all the time. Mm. The level of anxiety oh. that I experienced. In fact, that was even the genesis. <laughs> <laughs> the where birthing place, began. that's where it all began. <laughs> Um, it, it happened when I was born. Um, <laughs> I opened my eyes. I saw the world. I said, "Laura, send oh me back." God. You said you made me in the womb. Could you send me back there? Um, but no, mm. that that experience, right, of like mm. going into a place and a space that felt fundamentally it could not contain a person like me, yeah. all of a sudden was one of the biggest sources of social anxiety for me. That mm. child, it crippled me for a while, man. Incredibly, inc just wow. Yeah. Just ooh, the anxiety was quite a serious. Thing. Anxiety, oh, serious, serious thing. Um, you know, moving, graduating, mm. very, very big, exciting transitions in my yeah. life, often accompanied by depressive episodes because of that uncertainty, because of that fear of not being able to match up, because of that whole life expanse that is now up to me to yeah. determine. It was scary. Yeah. Um, you know, moving into jobs, moving into relationships, heartbreak. People don't talk about the depressive episodes that, that you can get into heartbreak. after heartbreak. Oh my gosh. There was <sighs> one heartbreak, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there was one heartbreak. I was like, God, are you trying to send me under? Mm. Like actually send me under, especially when you're in a relationship with someone that you can envisage seeing the rest of your life with. And for that to break, oh my gosh. I was, forget listening to all of the heartbreak music. It was, I couldn't get up out of mm. bed sometimes. It was either I'm eating loads or mm. I'm not eating enough. enough it yeah. was just not taking any kind of pride in my appearance. If you saw me, you saw me and that's <laughs> that. I can't say I saw you. <laughs> You might have seen me. I but can't I say I saw you. you. And if you did see me, you better unsee me. You know some people, <laughs> you know how you have clothes or just items. And yeah. Stuff like that? That, this is my don't see me. Do not outfit. catch me outside Don't speak to me. Clothes. Don't greet me. No, no. I, I was wearing you. that day in, day out and people were seeing me. I said, don't unsee me. <laughs> unsee me. Unsee me. Um, so, so going through that and the loneliness mm. that some yeah. of these transitions can bring, yeah. I think was really, really challenging for me. I think before we moved in together, mm. um, moving into environments where I was meeting people for the first time yeah. and had to rebuild these connections and these relationships. Again, lots of anxiety, lots of depression, lots mm. of, is this even worth, worth it? it, right? And it's funny because even now, a lot of the people that I speak to or meet often speak of similar experiences mm. where there's that constant sense of isolation, especially throughout the day. Mm. There's that constant sense of depression, darkness, this sadness that doesn't leave um so yeah that's a little bit about mm. like my mental health journey yeah. it's not all been bad yeah but there has definitely been some times where it has been an almost seasonal experience yeah. of sadness that i just can't shake oh it's deep oh it's 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 tough and i think as much as we can do the affirmations as much as we can do the motivational speaking into our lives as much as we can you know, pray or, you know, tap into community. Mm. I think there is a real 
contention with that season of sadness mm. like how do you lift how do you still bring joy especially right now right we're at the beginning of the year yeah. a lot of people that i've spoken to or heard from have actually like given up yeah or there's already. a lot of people that you know they look outside there's nothing motivating yeah. them to go outside or they're trying to conjure up some kind of spirit of joy and i think the older i get the more that i realize as much as people say like oh happiness is a choice yes. and joy is a choice yeah. it's not just a choice it's something that actually has to be cultivated yes intentional you have to be intentional about joy and happiness and peace in your yeah. life and i heard something so beautiful recently and it's most people don't get what they deserve people get what they fight for mm. and happiness and joy is something that i'm learning i have to fight for so good and I ain't gonna lie to you, girl. Sometimes I don't want to fight. Sometimes <laughs> Facts, I'd rather lose. Sometimes I'd rather lose. Yeah. Sometimes loser. <laughs> <laughs> so unserious. <laughs> Sometimes I'll loser. Mm. Sometimes, mm. and mm. yeah, like. I think it's contending with that, right? Like a lot of people tune into TMS and tune into like the work that we do and assume that, you know, things are hunky-dory. As yeah. much as we've been transparent over yeah. the course of the last few years about our journey, the things that we've been through and seem to think that we have arrived. Mm. Baby, we are arriving with you. Mm. We mm. are journeying, journeying with you. With this me. is the, le even as you're listening to this right now, this is the least that we will be. Yeah, and we're amen. still going through yeah. it. Yeah, We are still going through it. Yeah so true yeah but I, talk to me courtney what about you and your mental health proclivities oh, <laughs> yeah jump scare oh my god jump scare well you know what it's been a journey so i think growing up i had a lot of like sadness depression anxiety um in regards to just having a very very tough childhood mm, like yeah a yeah. very tough childhood and Seeing things I definitely shouldn't have seen, being exposed to some very hard um, realities of life from yeah. like domestic violence, abuse, alcoholism, like a whole bunch of stuff. And it's just like, oh, life is really sad. And my my happiness only re used, really used to come when I was in school because it was just time away from everything, like mm. the reality of life. But, you know, life is always there. Life is always happening. Um, and I think like you said there was always that like oh but we have to keep going we have to keep going and I think it wasn't until I got to about like 16 17 18 where that really caught up with me mm. it's like I can't keep going anymore yeah um and so yeah when I was 18 17 like a few months before my 18th birthday tried to commit suicide and that was like the apex of everyone now had to acknowledge ah something's actually something's wrong. wrong and similarly yeah. I grew up in a household where even though I was surrounded by a lot of medical professionals, mental health was just a taboo. You know, it was, okay, you're sad now, but we kind of have to keep things going. Yeah. Kind of, you need to get over it, honey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it was an environment where feelings weren't necessarily addressed. Um, and I'd highly recommend if you want to know more about like, just more insight into that, go and listen to my episode with my younger sister. Mm -hmm. We kind of talked a lot about um, mental those health. Episodes, those please, episodes guys. with our sisters were really insightful, man. Yeah. Like some of our best episodes and some of the best conversations mm. that we've been able to have, but it was just a very tough environment. But it, yeah, after that kind of big crisis, yeah. it was... I think most of the people in my family kind of took knowledge of the fact that, oh, okay, something, something's wrong. Yeah. Things aren't right. And I'm actually more sensitive than I've even been giving myself 
credit for or been attributing to myself. And I think it was then me going on this very intentional journey of, okay, my mental health is actually a priority. Mm -hmm. I can't afford to get to this place again, especially Mm -hmm. now I'm going off to university, I'm going to be by myself. And it really was the beginning of like my glowing and growing journey, I would say, where it's like no longer just on survival mode, but actually addressing my feelings, trying to heal, talking to people now about things and not just holding things in. But that wasn't the you know the magic bullet to to getting rid of depression or anxiety or panic Um, I think it was when I was in uni as well just being in a different environment feeling like you didn't really belong um, also feeling this immense amount of pressure to succeed that I started experiencing panic attacks yeah yeah and that was the first time I remember like just hyperventilating. I'm like, oh my okay, God, when's this going to stop? Why is this going on? Short of oh my gosh, everything. I'm still not breathing. Yeah. Um, and then I was, I was having things like heart palpitations. I was having night terrors whilst mm. at university. It was really bad. Like, and then I just got to this point where I was like, oh God, you're going to have to intervene. You to. You're really going to have to intervene. And I was just like praying a lot, but again, like really leaning on community. And I think being a lot more transparent helped yeah. my mental health journey. Yeah. Because as much as people around you, as much as it may seem like the environment around you, it's always oh, taboo to talk about these things. Sometimes other people are just waiting for somebody to be bold enough to address the elephant in the room. Absolutely. And it's not until you then start saying something that someone else will be like, oh, it's like what you were saying about language. Once you give language to something, other people become a lot more expressive Mm. and they start to say the things that they've been going through and maybe they haven't had the words or haven't felt the safety to be able to be honest. Mm. But I think our honesty gives people the power to also be honest Mm. and that's what I experienced the more I was open about my mental health struggles then my sister started to be honest about hers and likewise like friends and stuff will now have these conversations because you create that space um but it's like what you're saying around being super successful I think people think good times cure depression yeah good times yeah. cure anxiety and it's like no sometimes these things actually make it worse oh. <laughs> and i would say like the last i'd say about 12 months have probably been when i've seen another flare-up of anxiety mm-hmm. anxious mm-hmm. thoughts um, and a lot of worry mm-hmm. and i think that's an, another side i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com Let's get this dinner party started. So our mental health that like, it stands in between all a mental health issue and just my emotions, which is our worrying, you know? And I think when we don't 
allow what when we don't take care of our emotions with care yeah. they easily become and evolve into things like depression and anxiety mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. so i'd say that one emotion that i began to see was fear just yeah. a lot of fear about the future and i am prone to overthinking i yeah, think like many of us here, as much as i'm a planner when Will did in the other direction, yeah. it, it becomes me almost planning my own downfall yeah. in yeah. my own head yeah. and my my imagination and my visions become, how can this fail? How can mm. I fail? How would I be unhappy? And I started to just see this pattern of thinking, which was things aren't going to work out well for me. Um, even in the face of incredible opportunities and a really bright future and an amazing life, yeah. right? You can still find in your heart, there's worry. And yeah. I think there's that scripture that talks about like, you're always gonna have Exhaust. worries. You're always going to have, but the key isn't to meditate on those feelings and not be so fixated mm-hmm. on your anxieties, mm-hmm. but to truly not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the hardest things I've had to do in the last year, which is like, I know people always say feel the fear and do it anyway, but it's genuinely not allowing fear to consume me. I think that's the thing. It's like you feel, okay, this initial feeling of fear has come, Mm -hmm. but you can't live there. You Mm -hmm. can't let that Mm -hmm. have you. You can't keep defining yourself as being fearful or scared or anxious. Um, So yeah, last year I saw like another wave of kind of like panicking, um, and then just a wave of sadness in general, yeah. like not knowing why I was sad yeah. and just having a deep sadness. And I think this is going to sound super deep, but I think with the line of work that we do as well, you're just thinking all the time and you're kind what of thinking about all we do and it will make you sad. Like <laughs> we think about life, we think about what's going on yeah. and you kind of become a little bit hopeless. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, so what is the point of life? Oh, what is the point of this glowing and growing thing? Glowing and growing when everything is stagnating. It's, everything is stagnating. Dark. Things in the world are becoming even worse. Yeah. And so your mind is now pondering all, on all of these things and you become, like I said, hopeless. And suddenly there's a sadness you can't shake off. Um, and I think we try to medicate it with, yeah. you know, oh, we're making more money or let me buy myself something nice. Oh, let me watch Netflix. Things, and things. things that just leave you empty afterwards. Like you just have to keep doing it, keep doing it in order to stay in that high place. But at some point you have to stop. At some point you have to go to sleep. Yeah. At some point you have to log off of social media and yeah. contend with your own thoughts. Yeah. And I think that's when we can really see where we're at in our mm. hearts and in our minds and how healthy we are when mm-hmm. it comes to our emotions and our our mind um and i have just found for myself that sometimes i'm not in the healthiest place man yeah and i can spend so long ignoring that that it accumulates over time and then it's an, a sudden outburst it's a sudden suddenly outburst. you're having a crying fit Listen. or you're shouting at somebody or uh, something like that and i've seen you. yeah it catches you and i've seen those parts of myself where it's like who is this person? Mm. I don't like this person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's like, these are, this is just a, it, this, this, not a monster, but like, this is something that has been created out of all the small things you mm-hmm. didn't want to deal with. And now it has enough power to completely take over you, yeah, whether it yeah. be through the form of sadness or yeah. anger or complete dysfunction. Um, and I think a lot of us grew up seeing, because we didn't have the language, my point, because we didn't have the language, I think what we saw was just dysfunction yeah. as a manifestation of undealt with emotions, oh, undealt man. with feelings, undealt with conversations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, all of mm-hmm. these things that go 
unconfronted over time we then saw that manifest as brokenness Mm -hmm. and unfortunately broken pieces cut people Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's why a lot of us felt like we were bleeding yeah but then we've also gone on to bleed on other people as well so a whole mess yeah man yeah what a actual kerfuffle tea and for tie. No, tea it's, it's, for tea. Tea. it's really tea for tie. I love what you were saying about recognizing the small things. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I do know about you. So you I'm do. About <laughs> but we've grown up in environments where we've been taught to hold things in because there's other priorities in place, yeah. right? We have to be strong. We have to, um, you know think about these things later and it's when you are not prepared Mm. it's when you haven't processed it's when you are by yourself Mm. that all of these emotions come flooding all of these experiences come flooding and it can be so overwhelming yeah when you're met with undealt emotions Mm. when you're met with trauma that you haven't been able to surface Mm -hmm. when you're met with you know the person that you've become that you didn't want to meet ever yeah and i think it's so important that even as we're thinking about like mental health that we don't think of it as something that needs to get to its most extreme manifestation before it being something worthy of being like dealt Dealt with. with. I think, you know, mental health and well-being, happy mental and healthy mental health and well-being is all about making the daily choices or the regular choices to deal with some aspect of it. So, you know, of course, lots of us talk about having practices like journaling or meditation and all these kind of things. But these things are actually important because we need something that allows us to extract that energy. Otherwise mm. you will just have, it's it's kind of like when you have pressure inside a bottle or when you can constantly fill a bottle, yeah. eventually the top of that bottle is going to pop. pop and when off. it does, that's going to hurt somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it may not hurt you, but it's going to hurt somebody. Um, and then that transfers as energy to somebody else to now be added to their own bottle. Mm. So for the sake of making sure that you're okay, but also the people around you are okay, we actually need to commit to dealing with this every day. And that's hard because it's not every day. I don't know about you, Courtney. <laughs> it's not, no, genuinely, it's not, it's every, not every day. day. <laughs> it's not every day that I want to deal with Renee. Literally. It's not every day that I want to do my journaling yeah. or meditation. It's not every day that I feel like yeah. it like there are some days where i'm just like i've been so busy that all i want to do is sleep yeah. or i just want to you know medicate i want to watch mm. my netflixes i want to watch my latest series thinking that this is going to make me feel better mm. then i'll get to the weekend and whoa i'm sad boy i'm really boy. really really sad yeah and i i i oh the way i relate to that is crazy i think when you acknowledge that every day we are absorbing some kind of pressure yeah some kind of anxiety we are um, not sorry not some kind of anxiety some kind of we're taking in some kind of energy right like our interactions with people yeah are the things we have to give the things we have to take the things Insane. we have to hear and like you said life is loud life is busy and i think now that we're living in an age where Every time you look at your phone, there's something to do. There's something to engage with. There's something new to think about. Mm. Our thoughts can now just be racing every hour of every day that it is exhausting. Mm. But then also life is exhausting and the responsibility of life yeah. is exhausting. So that when, like you said, it's time to now deal with you, you're like, no, it's fine. And I think it's because we need to shift our minds from thinking that we are now another 
responsibility that is exhausting and now another burden to ourselves mm-hmm. when actually no us taking care of ourselves is a priority mm-hmm. us taking care of ourselves and kind of taking time to rest is the frame that surrounds the picture of our life yeah. without it everything else falls apart um and we can make these things added extras. Oh, you know, I'll I'll carve out time in my calendar to do the pampering, but it's not about the pampering. It's actually about the essentials mm. that keep you up. Face masks and stuff is really nice. Maintenance is really nice. Or even sometimes journaling and getting yeah. to, you know, spend that extra couple minutes a day meditating and breathing. Those are things that are really nice. But I do think that there are bare minimum things we need to do to just take care of our souls mm. and take care of our heart, which we cannot afford to let fall by the wayside. And I think uh, a lot of us just let put it to the side because it's another responsibility when actually yeah. know it's a duty to yourself. Um, and so even if it's just for five minutes just being like how am I actually doing and that self-awareness how do I feel because I've been taking in so much there needs to be a release or at the very least an acknowledgement Mm. of what it is I have gone through today Mm -hmm. and I think as women I think as black women Mm. as elders daughters as whatever you fall into as people who are just trying to make life work we're constantly absorbing the pressure we're constantly thinking i need to be strong i need to be good i need to do 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 forgetting that who are you like you know who are you at the core that whole like that idea of being are you actually okay do you have the capacity the energy to be able to even carry the things which you so desire Mm. and I think a lot of us don't even ask ourselves that question it's like no I want I want but can you even carry what you want you're you're not even a you're a broken vessel Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and if you don't address that brokenness or that crack or the fact that that thing you had to carry today was actually quite heavy or is a bit of a blow to you if you don't Mm. take moments to catch those things you're then very shocked when you shatter yeah and it's like oh no but you've had a lot of nicks and a lot of cracks and you just haven't acknowledged it so I think it's reframing yourself to see that as not an extra it's not an extra it's not an added to do it's a necessity a a deep one at that it's a necessity and I think it's even more important in accessing help yeah. that you're able to do that work. Yeah. I think there's so many of us that wish that we could be seen, mm. wish that we could be heard, wish that someone could just pinpoint everything that was wrong with us. But many of us fail to realize that that work has to start with us. Yeah. We actually need to be able to identify our emotions, identify what you know issues there yeah. are that we're facing, identify like what it is and what the experience is that we're having so that other people can then lend yeah. help. It's very difficult to support somebody when you're not sure what they're going through. And I know a lot of us will bulk and be like, I don't really feel comfortable enough to share what I'm going through. Dare I say it, a lot of us are trying to stand in as therapists yeah. to other people, but we can't stand in as, you know, confidant to ourselves. Mm. And I think it's so, so important for us to get into that space of, recognizing showing ourselves that same tender loving care Mm. as it pertains to our mental health and well-being um and emotional well-being even because as you were saying i definitely think that emotions can often be a great indicator or a great gateway to a wider conversation as to what is the state of affairs with my mind like what what is what is going on here and then also thinking about what are the things that i'm consuming mm. how are these contributing what is in my space right now that is contributing to the way i feel. to the way that i feel like literally one thing that i found about myself i'm a very impressionable person yeah, like same. when i see something i hear something i listen to it 
I start thinking my mind yeah. races in overdrive. What are the things that you're watching? What are the things that you're reading? Constantly being badgered by the news. And this is not to say don't stay up to date, but mm. constantly being badgered by the news is it's a perfect healthy. example. It's not healthy. The amount of information, even that in of itself, right? The amount of information that we are exposed to in this generation is too much. Our brains have literally not caught up with the capacity Facts. to process the information that we Facts. are being fed. Content, scroll, 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 yeah. scroll. Yes, yes, love yeah. it. Yes, yes, And it's the yes. attention switching from this to that to this to that. I think our brains are exhausted. You need to stop. You need to stop Man. and sit in a corner. You would be surprised. And it's funny how it's often in those moments where you catch yourself and you're quiet mm. that all those emotions burst forth. Mm. I've definitely had moments where I've just been by myself or in the middle of a moment and felt so overwhelmed that I just immediately burst into tears. Yeah. Or just immediately, I feel like I could be in a scream room. <laughs> like looking at everybody like this literally, is so... Like, ah, all like, pent li up, yeah. All this pent up frustration, yeah. all this pent up rage. I'm like, where is this coming from? Ah, something that I haven't dealt with, from I should have dealt with two weeks ago something that getting into the daily practice of dealing with me yeah you can't deal effectively with the world yeah. if you haven't dealt with yourself yeah in fact you start dealing with the world and you haven't dealt with yourself the world will deal with you yeah ah, beat you up bro facts beat you up there's so many people that have been beaten by the world mm. so many people so many broken mm. people you ask them their likes their dislikes you ask them how they're feeling you know what they're thinking they literally sounds like sound like parrots of somebody's timeline online. Yeah. You know? The world has done a number on us. Yeah. Sometimes you need to shut out that world and deal with this world Inside first. Inside of you. So crazy good. stuff. So good. And it's that thing you said about like so many of us desire to be seen. And I think in order to be seen, you must show yourself. Mm. And a lot of us struggle with the idea of vulnerability, transparency, and being open yep. enough for a person to see the wounds or even just hear the feelings right a lot of us don't want to be perceived as weak yeah. a lot of us don't want to yeah. be perceived as incapable mm -hmm. um and i do think that it's something that we were discussing even before we came um on the mics that thing about accountability mm -hmm. and that thing about having community around you and yet having to still expose yourself. I think a lot of us have community mm -hmm. and we have accountability, but it might not be working because we haven't given them access to the parts of ourselves, which we're still hiding. Yes. And I think that these are, because it is issues of the mind, issue of issues of the heart, you, these things you cannot see. Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to put on facades. It's easy for us to act like we're okay. Mm -hmm. And because we haven't been transparent and honest, the people who we've given the responsibility to, to mm. be our community, to be our, our loved ones, they can't even help us. Yeah. So I think there is something to be said around, you may desire to be seen, but have you actually shown yourself? Mm. Have you actually revealed those parts of yourself for people to access, mm -hmm. to help you do that healing work? And even I think last year when I was going through like thick bouts, yeah, <laughs> thick yeah, bouts yeah, yeah, yeah. of, sadness like one of the things that I really appreciated was how there for me you were and how I could come to you and just fall apart I think mm. I was telling this story at the live show about the morning I just woke up and was like have no will to do anything yeah. I've lost the will to live and I just came to your door and was like I don't know what's wrong with me but I was just crying my eyes out and you just held me and you know it was you prayed over me and stuff and I think what would you say to somebody who is dealing with a sister a friend mm. someone in their community who is struggling with mental health so it may not necessarily be them like they're they're okay yeah but now they're 
in a position where they have to support someone mm-hmm. who is going through something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing that I'll say is the way that you view your friendship is very important in dealing and providing support. Mm. Because I think linked to what I was saying earlier about the fact that Mm. a lot of people think that they're doing too much in other people's lives and showing up as therapists and not getting the reciprocation that they required. I think it's understanding that the bond that you have with your friend or like your sister is really a promise. It's an agreement. And understanding that 50-50 doesn't always look like 50-50 all the time. Sometimes it's going to look like 90-10. Sometimes it's going to look like 70-30 or whatever ratio makes sense for a particular season in that person's life. And it's being okay with the fact that there will be some seasons in that friendship where you will need to step up and show up for both of you. Understanding that there's now also money in the bank Mm. because guess what? some people are going to be in overdraft yeah your overdraft may be coming it may be right around the corner and it's better to ensure that you have showed up in the way that you would want somebody else to show up for you and that just being a principle in your friendship and the way that you show up is so so key i think what's also um important is patience Mm -hmm. and presence Mm. being patient with people life is tough yeah even the best amongst us are going through something in Mm. fact those that are the best amongst us they have overcome (laughs) battles and challenges that we have not seen listen when we were like oh my gosh you guys are so amazing do you know the devils that we faced do you know what we have fought and the things that are still to fight we're fighters unfortunately as much as we have tried to you know shirk off that responsibility of being frontline soldiers it seems it seems that in the scope of this lifespan, <laughs> we are continually thrust into yeah. the limelight. Um, so it really is important that you have patience and empathy, deep, deep empathy, yeah. where you genuinely care for and love for that person as if they were your own. Yes. Like a friendship, like when we say sisterhood, a friend that is also a sister that is declaring that this person is now blood. Mm. That's declaring that this person is now family. Mm. And one thing about family is we protect our family. Yeah. We're patient with That's our family. Good. That that is that is an elevation, a step above somebody that is a stranger yeah. or somebody that is not linked to you. This is now we've agreed to be linked mm. to each other. Making sure that you are patient and yeah. making sure that you are present. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, overbearing or anything like that, but just making it known that you have good intentions mm. towards your friend. I think for you, but mm. also for me, vice mm. versa, I've never hesitated in coming towards you because I know you have good intentions for me and my life yeah it's important that in the hour or the time of support when it is needed that this has been the precursor has been you showing up as a good friend Mm. and making good intentions towards that person known Mm. because there is nothing like being in a tight situation and not feeling like there's anyone to go to around you despite having people close to you how many times do we hear like it grieves me when um i've heard in the past my friends have been going through stuff but didn't feel like they could approach me it has grieved me to the point where like i consciously now try to make sure that my good intentions and Mm. my love for that person is present in all of our interactions Mm. because that we spoke about, you know, the negative buildup of yeah. like emotions and all that. This is a positive buildup of, you know, when you do need to withdraw and access this energy, we've we've actually spent some time building that. Yeah. So that's really, really important. I think it's also about like <sighs> giving the benefit of the doubt as well. 100%. Give the benefit of the doubt. Like, again, this life is very, very, it can be really challenging sometimes. Mm. And I think 
it can be very easy to use somebody's weak moment against them in the future. Mm. We use it, we, we, we hold on to it. Yeah, but I showed up for you mm. in this moment. Or um, when you were down, I was the one that supported you. When you were going through this, and I think as women, sometimes we can be predisposed to do this, especially because many of us have faced betrayal. Mm. Many of us have faced negative relationships. Many of us have felt as though we have not truly been compensated for what we think we have given to another person. Mm. And when you hold it against a person, you're given license for resentment to enter into that relationship. Mm. And that will eventually, again, end up in a broken relationship. So I think it's really important that if you are going to show up for somebody, you better be willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because they need it. They need it. There has never, literally, there's never been a time where like, oh my gosh, you know, Courtney's acting shady because she hates (laughs) me. Or, you know, suspicious, suspicious. Suspicious, suspicious. Even when times are tricky or even when times where both of us are going through Mm. stuff, I still feel comfortable enough to go to you and be like, Courtney, I need to lean on your shoulder at least today. You lean on mine tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow, (laughs) You lean on mine tomorrow, but today I need you to lean on mine. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I think, Another thing that I would say for a friend taking a more supportive role is making sure that when you are filling your cup, you fill your cup for yourself and your sister. Mm. You contend for yourself and your sister. So good. Um, A conversation that we, you know, had prior to this was like on the importance of covenant, right? These bonds, these promises. You need to make sure that what you are gathering together, especially in the context of friendship, when you're working on yourself, when you're doing all of this intentional building of yourself, make sure that you are doing it so much so that you have overflow to share with other people. I'm not just, you know, I want to be a kind person because of, for the sake of being a kind person i want to be a kind person because it means the people around me get to experience kindness and experience joy in their life i don't want to just be you know the it girl for the sake of being the it girl i want to be the it girl so that i have people around me that can enjoy and partake in that experience exactly so make sure as much as it can be quite tough and taxing and it sometimes feels burdensome in true reciprocal relationships if you are going to show up in a supporting role as a sister, you need to do the work not just for you, but for the people that love you. You have to. I love that. You have to. And it's a part of the sacrifice of sisterhood. Exactly. But also the beautiful honor of it. Like, I think what I love about what you said is when you are a sister, you take up the responsibility that comes with there will inevitably be a time where this person is down. Yep. And I am the one who is in their life to be a pillar for them, to be a covering for them, to be a support for them when they need it. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you always have to be on guard. Like, oh no, I need to be strong for everybody else around me. No, because there will be times when you are weak, when you need to go and lean on people. However, there is such beauty in knowing I am equipping myself, not just for the nourishment of me, but the nourishment of those who naturally receive what flows from me. Whether it's, you know, I'm learning this because I know it will help you. Or I'm doing this practice because I know when I am when I can overflow into you and that is a really lovely way to think about the way you take care of yourself as well like Mm. when you're filling up your cup like you said make sure that you're filling it for you and other people around you Mm. because you are you are a well you are something that other people come and drink from but I do think for the times when you do find yourself empty the beauty of sisterhood is this is somebody who you can actually confess to that you are empty yeah and i think a lot of people struggle with that 
that acknowledgement for themselves firstly that I am sensitive enough mm. to be in a deficit I am sensitive enough to not be able to conjure up for myself the mm. strength that is needed for this season of my life and I think when you acknowledge you are weak when yeah. you acknowledge that you have fallen or you are in need you can begin to participate in the beauty of sisterhood mm. because now you can go and drink from your sister's overflowing cup mm -hmm. do you know what I mean Absolutely. and if you don't have the the humility but also the sent the the compassion for yourself to acknowledge mm. I don't have anything now like I don't have the strength I don't have I'm giving everything to my job or mm -hmm. I'm giving everything to my family and I have nothing left for mm -hmm. me mm -hmm. if you do not have the compassion for yourself to even acknowledge I'm empty you'll never go and get what it is that you need and I think a lot of us are in relationships with people and we haven't experienced the true intimacy of sisterhood yeah. because we are yet to admit that we are empty yeah. and we need someone to fill us up so I I do want to say for anyone like listening or watching who is like I don't feel that close to my friends. It could be because you don't know you're empty. Yeah. And you don't know that they can feel you or you don't know the areas in which you are empty because you don't want to seem needy. Mm -hmm, you don't mm -hmm. want to seem like you are dependent. Yeah. But actually, sisterhood is a beautiful display of codependency. Mm. And genuine, like genuine dependence on each mm. other, which is when you're down, I'll feel you mm -hmm. or I'll pull you up. When I'm down, you'll pull me up. And when we allow ourselves to say, I need to be pulled up, that's when we see who's there for us and who's not. Right. That's when we see who's really a sister and who's that's not. So and it gives people the ability to show us their good side. Because I think a lot of us are scared that we'll see people's bad side mm -hmm. in that moment. Like, oh my God, I don't want to be needy because I don't know if anyone around me can help me. Yeah. But then you also don't know who around you can help you yeah. because you haven't given them an opportunity Give to do so and i think when you're up. just honest then that's when you can really take an audit of who's in your life and who's mm. not but i think more of us are scared that we will be disappointed than we are that we than we are expectant that we will be filled up and i think we need to have an expectation of mm -hmm. the people around us that they have been given to us for a reason yes and absolutely. they can love us they have the capacity to love us which is yeah. why you need to be wise and diligent in who you choose to be around you but also there will inevitably be mm. those moments of weakness where you god reveals to you why you need them and you need to be humble enough to be like i need you yeah in order to open that door mm -hmm. for that to be displayed mm -hmm. um so what would you then say for anyone who is struggling to embrace that sensitivity yeah. of themselves, especially as strong women who are trying to make, you know, their lives work and do all the glowing and growing stuff and have mm. to show up and be that strong soldier mm -hmm. and keep everything together. Yeah. How do you embrace that you are both strong and sensitive? Mm. That's a beautiful question, yeah, man. Look at you, man, with your little <laughs> question prompts. Is what? Get out yeah, of you here. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love that question. I think it is found in understanding that this is not something that requires a hammer to smash mm. down but a chisel mm. you need to work at embracing sensitivity especially if you have built up a wall or built up any kind of fortress or fortitude that has been used to deflect people from coming in mm. it takes time to build that so i think it's embracing that it also takes time yeah. to knock that down yeah. and if you want to knock it down in a way that doesn't completely you know destroy destroy your life you need to use the chisel and not the hammer and i think even in doing that embracing it in a slower way giving people smaller opportunities to show up for you 
it allows you to build up the receipts and mm. build up the confidence to be able to to share, to be mm. vulnerable, to be weak. I think it also starts with you internally and with you addressing your weaknesses. It might look like you saying out loud, I'm weak here. Mm. I think, again, we are so strong at affirmations, but we're not necessarily so strong at confession. Mm. It might look like you standing in front of the mirror and saying, do you know what? Today, me as Renee, I'm weak here. And that's okay. It may look like when you are journaling, talking about the things that went well today, but equally, these are the things that went badly yeah. today. And this is how it made me feel. So it looks like the small chiseling away, the acknowledgement, the acceptance of the fact that there are flaws that I yeah. have. There are empty places in me. There are uncomfortable spaces that I cannot stand in for and I cannot just continue to add rocks into, yeah. but actually need to chisel away. Um, and then giving people those small opportunities, those small windows. I don't know if you've seen, I think I've sent you this meme of like um, the fox that's like out here. He's like, give me <laughs> a, a penny, change. a penny for change. Anybody get something? <laughs> some, you got a dollar this week? Yeah. It doesn't look like, I think people are afraid of vulnerability and admitting weakness because they think it's the um, letting go or giving up of them themselves entirely. Mm. Well, then start small. Mm. It would be a bit weird if you came to me and said, here's my whole life story. Yeah. Deal with that. Yeah, yeah. Fix yeah, that. Yeah. Like, fill that. Yeah. Give me a small hole. I can fix that. Yeah. Ask me for a dollar. I can give you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And eventually you start building that trust. You start building that reciprocation. Mm. You start building that two-way transfer mm. that there's actually energy in that mm. transfer. I've given you the dollar. You've given me back one. Yeah. I've given you the $10. You've given me back one. Um, I've given you the $50. And over time, I start to see actually... Because you've been faithful in accepting me and my transparency at the little, I can give you a lot. Much more. Friendship and transparency and sensitivities are progressive. Yeah. So it's okay to go at a slow pace of letting people in. You don't yeah. have to let them in. The you wouldn't let a stranger into your full house. Yeah. Listen, there's levels to this. Think yeah, about an um, apartment or whatever. There are some people when you first meet them, you have to stay on the porch. Yeah, don't come yeah. any closer. I don't yeah. know you from anywhere. <laughs> Until they become the kind of person that you can let into your bedroom. Yeah. I think it's that taking a progressive attitude to recognizing the sensitivities in you and then providing the opportunities for people to show up for you mm. too, giving them the opportunity, small opportunities, because not only does that transform them and let them know that, oh, actually there's things here that I can do to help her or like there's things, there's ways that I can, there's inroads yeah. to this blockage that I can actually access in order to support her. And it also enables you to see actually this person hasn't disappointed mm. me. In fact, this person has probably exceeded my expectations. expectations. This person has held me up yeah. when I thought that I was going to fall. I think about times that you feel you're going to crumble. Like <laughs> times suddenly. that are so hard that you might even get lightheaded. You're like, yeah. I need to sit down small, small. And somebody has actually propped you up. Such a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But if you are the strong person, start slow because yeah. that fortress has been built up. And don't fool yourself into thinking that healing has to be something that's instant. Yeah. There is instantaneous healing. But the most deep-seated transformations that I have seen is the healing that happens on a daily basis. Yes. You have to commit to being sensitive in one area mm, every so day. Good. Every day. So good. So good. And I would go further to say as well, like, stop putting the demand for perfection on yourself. Mm. You don't have to be perfect for anybody. I think a lot of us have caught, 
gotten caught up in perfectionism and this idea that no I have to be okay I have to be okay in order for this person's life not to fall apart in order for this thing to be done no you get to be an imperfect human being Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. get to be fractured you get to be in need I think it's like when you even think about your skeleton as strong as it is as much as it has been carrying you hit it the wrong way a bone will break yes so as much as you are strong and yes you have been carrying well Mm. it doesn't make you infallible it doesn't make you invincible get hit the wrong way you will break and realizing that if you do break you cannot escape the natural laws of life which is that you must heal Mm. or you will always be broken Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of us are like i don't want to do the work i don't want to take the time to heal i don't want to be benched i don't want to be i don't have to i don't want to have to wear the cast it's inconvenient Mm. it's painful Mm. it's itchy it it's a public declaration of the fact that something is broken do you know i mean and it's like but then you'll never heal if you Mm. do not embrace the fact that you're going to need some recovery time. If you do not take the fact that you might need to go to hospital, you might need to take some medication. You might need to see a professional. If you don't accept the fact that you might need some bed rest and you might need to say, take some time off work, stop seeing people. If you don't embrace the fact that you need to take a break, you need Mm. to stop now, Mm. you will never heal. And I think those natural things we see with the natural body, or with a physical body, sorry, also apply to our mind and yeah. our mental health, yeah, which yeah, is if yeah. there is a fracture, there is going to need to be some recovery time. Yeah. There is going to need to be a process of healing. And if you don't, if you deny yourself that process of healing, it will never heal. Mm-hmm. It may look like it's healed, but you'll always have a limp. Yeah. It may look like it's healed, but there'll be some kind of infection. It may look like it's healed, but there'll Ooh. always be a pain. Awkward. And that is really uncomfortable, mm. really uncomfortable over time. Like I remember when I injured my back like two years ago and because I didn't allow it to properly heal because I still had to go, 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 go. There is still some pain I feel now mm. when I try to do certain things. It's just the lingering pain. Mm. And so it's just like, take the time, take the time to heal and stop right. forcing yourself through this process because you feel like, no, I want to experience a miracle. I want to experience healing instantaneously. <sighs> Actually, sometimes the miracle is that though I was down, I got back up and right. though it took a very long time, I'm still here. And I'm standing, baby. That's enough. Child. That's enough. Yeah. So I guess to close out this episode, I wanted us to pray for the sisters. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's I thought, why not? Because... First of all, this is a very heavy episode. Mm. It feels like a very heavy atmosphere here. But um, I do think that anyone listening to this, whether you are going through your own mental health struggles or you are supporting someone, it is quite a challenging thing. And as much as, you know, we we love to watch content, you're probably, you know, watching this podcast and it's been great company, entertainment. You're, you know, once the audio track stops, you're going back to your real life. Right. Right. And so we can't fight the battles you're fighting for you. Mm-hmm. So all we can do is leave a prayer with you. Okay. So I just thought that would be a cute thing. That's real cute. For the man. girls, for the sisters. We love yeah. that. So Prophetess Renee. Child, I was going to say, you want to start? No, you I can start. Okay. I'm, I'm the host. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hostess with the most. <laughs> I'll, I'll see that. Well, 
ladies, it is always an honor to pray for you folks. But we just pray that as you are stepping into this week with yeah. full conviction and full authority, that your mind is kept, that your mind is at peace and that you step into this next week with joy. Amen. Lord, we just pray that every... F- Every individual that is listening to this right now, the broken parts of themselves, the unhealed trauma, the areas that are still tender, we just pray that they would experience the fullness of healing, that they would experience the fullness of restoration, Mm. that they would know joy, peace, and happiness, not just into this week, but actually into this year. Mm. We also pray that those that have already prematurely given up on this year, Mm. that this, we we just speak life into the areas that they had already given up to die. We just pray that every single word that was spoken against, you know, the seeds that they had for themselves this year lord we counteract those words with words of life we pray that the seeds that were planted um, at the beginning of this year would come to full term and even blossom in this time and we pray that you would even just provide them with a sturdiness a rock to stand on that they would have the motivation and the willpower to be able to overcome every single adversary that comes to them this week Mm -hmm. and we also pray that even in the area of standing on behalf and supporting other people around Mm. them that are going through mental health issues um, or who are going through testing times. We pray that they could be a solution to other people. We pray that you would even fill up their cup so that they may be able to, from the place of overflow, flow into the lives of others and be a well to other people that they may be able to be drawn from, but also reciprocated to. And we also just bless the work of their hands. We pray that even as they are working, whether it be something related to their career or working on personal items or working on their relationships we just pray that you would even show up in their midst and remind them that the work that they do is purposeful that the work that they're doing is having impact and the work that they're doing is leading them closer and closer to the calling that you have placed upon their lives Mm -hmm. and we just pray that this would be a blessed week for them a week of favor a week of stepping into the fullness the executive calling that is placed upon their their lives and that they would feel a lessening of the burden upon their shoulders in jesus name we pray amen and lord we just ask that any person who's going through anything right now lord that you would surround them with the people who can love them and that they'll experience the love of those people that they will be reminded that they are lovable that even in the brokenness even in the pain even in whatever trauma they've been through whatever dark times they've been through they are still lovable they are still redeemable they are still worthy and deserving of love because love isn't something that you have to earn i just pray lord that you help them to even be compassionate towards themselves and compassionate to those around them lord we're all going through something it's a really dark world out there and help us to experience the warmth and the tenderness of the love you surrounded us with in the form of people in the form of friends and family amen jesus name we pray amen amen amen. well sisters we hope that you have enjoyed this episode we hope that it's been helpful and a blessing to you something along those lines (laughs) but honestly go into the week and take care of yourself Mm -hmm. that's that's Mm -hmm. the only charge we have for you if you are in south africa though you also have additional homework oh yeah which is take care of yourself by making yourself available (laughs) yourself available (laughs) february 8th we're gonna be in joburg okay and so whip up those tickets literally snap them up 
um we really do love you we hope that you have an amazing week as always you can follow us everywhere on social media at to my sisterhood you can follow my amazing best friend at renee kapuku and you can follow me at cd boating to follow our glowing and growing journeys but if you would like for us to send you weekly glowing and growing tips that's right as well as the first access to the south africa live show tickets then you need to sign up to our mailing list okay you can sign up over on our website to my sisters.com very simple and easy to remember straightforward <laughs> and we will send you those love letters straight to your inbox all right oh love it so have an amazing week and as always keep, keep glowing, glowing and, and grow catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started